Hello, welcome back to Art School Taught Me. On this episode, we have our very own, very first producer, which is very exciting because, as you know, the co-host of the show is a producer. And once I told him about this, sent over a bunch of questions. Uh, so I'm really excited to get down and into this <laughs> interview. This sounds so staged right now. Uh, yeah, we have young Sleepy Boy himself. What's up? <laughs> Do we, are we using stage names only? We didn't we didn't preface that. Yeah, we we can use stage names. Stage names. Well. Okay. I, I can introduce my real names. Sure. Uh, let the people know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Mo Cabral. Uh, I go by the producer slash DJ name Young Sleepy Boy. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm a college student. But I, I work also, so I'm a working student. So, yeah. Young so. Sleepy Boy. Uh, I noticed that it's formatted very specifically. What was the idea behind that? Okay, okay. It's, it's funny because that was like sometime around. Like, I started this project uh, sometime around 2015. And during that time, I was very into Vaporwave. Yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know vaporwave. I know vaporwave. Yeah. You know, uh, that's why my, my name is stylized in a full width text. Yeah, you have uh, spaces next to letters. Mm-hmm. In all lowercase? Yeah, in all lowercase. Yes. So, uh, uh, I was just on the internet and I was like listening to a bunch of vaporwave tracks. Got me into making those kinds of music because uh-huh. it, it's 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 kind of simple to do it and it's it's just like a joke. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was. Can can we can we dig in on that a little bit? Because uh, another producer, a friend of mine, actually started off as well doing vaporwave. Uh, okay, okay. And okay. he got kind of big. He got invited to like this event in. Hong Kong, no Taiwan. Taiwan. But this dude was like 16 at the time, and oh, and um, the event people thought he was like way older, so he had to like turn him down. Oh, what's his name? His it's Makai Keys. Shout oh, out Makai yeah, Keys. Yeah, yeah. But he had a he had a different uh, moniker back okay. then. Uh, vaporwave. Yeah, yeah, vaporwave. It, you know, because uh, vaporwave is just like a pitch down, a old like 87 song with a bunch of uh, delays and reverbs. Uh, I tried doing that. I, like I ripped off this uh, Card Captor Sakura theme song. Uh-huh. Yeah, cause uh, I used to watch Card Captor with my sisters growing up. Right. <laughs> Is this the the playlist on your SoundCloud or like the album? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, my old SoundCloud. I took it down when when Vaporwave was becoming a meme. Yeah. Uh huh. So I, I didn't like the idea. So you were pretty active on that? Before, before, yeah. Then I, I tried this... I, tr- I tried sampling this song from Gary Valenciano. He's a local artist. The Superior Energy. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a celebrity also. So I, I ripped off his song. Uh, I forgot the title. I think it was like... It's a Tagalog song. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried doing a vaporwave rendition on that. I pushed it down, like looped it, and then I made my friends listen to it. 
and then they were they were laughing at it and then they were thinking it as a joke but at the same time they were like pretty hype about it uh-huh. because it's it's a it's a Tagalog song it's right. a, from the Philippines and you did the vaporwave rendition and then I, I had an idea of uh, making a project like pure vaporwave but Filipino songs samples yeah mm-hmm. like we did a bunch of Tagalog old songs yeah from God. Yeah, I think it, that's how I started it, the vaporwave. The were you proud of that stuff though? Like, like just internally, you were like, "Yeah, this is something," I, and yeah. and, you, and it just turned you off, vaporwave, because it got in, turned yeah, into it, a it meme. Turned into a meme. It's it's funny because around that time, twenty sixteen, uh, my friend, uh, he created this vaporwave group uh, in Facebook. It's all for artists, yeah, uh, graphic designers and music producers who make vaporwave art, and we called it the virtual barangay. <laughs> it's not bad. That's <laughs> barangay not bad. is a. It's, it's like a, a term, community. Yeah, it's a term used for a small community in the Philippines. Yeah, like uh, uh it's like a village. Yes. So, so you have uh, barangay leaders. Like it's called uh, Barangay Tanod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tanod is like he's not really a police officer, but yeah, he enforces protection with the people under that barangay. So, so we made that group, the virtual barangay. So we have a Tanod also, which is the, the leader. <laughs> That's a good concept. Yeah, and then we, we did gigs mm-hmm. under that moniker. Yeah, no, under that uh, collective. Collective. Yeah. Uh, we held gigs and it, we had people playing vaporwave tracks and meme songs. Yeah, and uh, we, we were, people were selling stickers, uh, zines, yeah, uh, graphic, yeah, yeah posters, uh, all vaporwave, strictly vaporwave. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty like. Uh, active yeah. event it seems like or community if you guys are doing zines and stickers yeah, and yeah. all that then and like that sort of died down is that how, how is that now what's the scene here in terms of vaporwave I guess is where we should start like because we will talk a lot about music on this episode okay, I think the vaporwave scene kind of died down because most of the people there are just like their vaporwave monikers are just side projects so they have their own like their own shit, yeah, right. their own stuff. So the, the vaporwave, serious stuff. Uh, the vaporwave is just like their side project. So, so that's why it kind of died down, and most of the people like grew out of that phase. Because yeah, it became a meme. It became a meme. <laughs> so after your your stint of vaporwave, what was next? What happened next? Creatively. Creatively, yeah. I I just. I started producing when I was in third year high school. I'm in, I'm in fourth year college now. Uh, I was, yeah, the vaporwave thing was just like a side project, like a joke. And then on, this, uh, on, the, on my serious stuff, I did a bunch of like, uh, hip-hop stuff. Hip-hop stuff. But, but, but I started with House, which is really funny because yeah, my dad's a DJ. Oh, yeah. he is? Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, he, 
he taught me DJing when I was in first year high school. Like analog DJ stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Turntables, CDJs. But he, uh, he wanted me to concentrate on controllers, mm. the DJ controller, because that was, that was a thing before. Like you have a small DJ controller with you in your laptop. And yeah, I was doing DJing for Sweet Sixteens, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, high school parties, yeah. And at the same time, he introduced me to Ableton. Yes. It's a it's a DAW software for producers, yeah. and I kind of taught myself how to use it and uh, basically make my own stuff. So I was producing house and. It sounded shitty <laughs> and really amateur. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I was 13, 15, yeah. And then I, I got into DJing more seriously and when I was in fourth year high school. And then I graduated. And then my music kind of evolved. My taste. Yeah, I started listening to Spaz Kid. Yeah, Mark Redito, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> If you know Marcadito, yeah, he's a Filipino producer based in LA. Yeah. Does he have like links for like his, <clears throat> his like music that we can? Yeah, yeah, he has. You can look it up on Spotify. Marcadito, that's uh, R E D I T O. We'll put links in the Twitter just afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, he back then he was under the name Spaz Kid, and he was making experimental uh, electronic music chill music and I got into that stuff and then I got introduced to this local collective called One One yeah because my sister's friends with one of the members yeah my sister is the singer of this local band Ourselves the Elves what is it? Ourselves the Elves okay okay shout out (laughs) yeah she's the singer yeah Uh, they're Indie folk band. So your whole family is very musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because I, I sound like a broken record these last few episodes because I always like to point out how the Philippines is very uh, puts a lot of focus on academics. Yeah, right? yeah. So when when you talk about the arts, it's usually like the farthest thing yeah, in parents' yeah, minds yeah. when it comes to academics. And since I feel like you're the first person where the family has been very musical musically inclined or like i assume they were very supportive of you doing this well when i graduated high school oh okay i was my first program was interior design i took up interior design for three years nice not your thing not my thing okay (laughs) and then i shifted to music the same school at first my parents were kind of iffy about it Mm. and then my my dad was like, okay, let's try it out. And then, then yeah, my, my mom was kind of in, into it. Because I tried shifting on my first year in college, but she wasn't very supportive about it, about my decision. But yeah, after three years, I finally well, we did it. <laughs> you wore her down. and then Yeah, yeah it, because, yeah, my sister's in the music scene also. Yeah, and my dad's in DJing. Yeah, basically my father's side of the family, yeah. My grandmother was a piano teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, her brother plays the violin. 
mo- and most of my uh, aunt, yeah, they, they sing. Yeah. Uh, Super musical yeah, family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, th- those are my uh, dad's siblings. Mm-hmm. They were really into music. Like basically, music's like the central part of our family. Like really, like every time there's a family gathering. We make sure there, that there's music playing, mm-hmm. and then someone has to play music. Of course, of course. Like a sample, yeah. My cousins, they, they sing. I have a cousin who plays the violin. I have a cousin who's part of a choir mm-hmm. in uh, this university here in the Philippines. Yeah, it's called uh, UP Singing, Singing Ambassadors yeah, under University of the Philippines. Yeah, they compete internationally. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and my older sister, yeah, she's part of the band, and me, and then our younger sister, yeah, she's into jazz singing, yeah. Jazz singing? Yeah, jazz singing, because mm-hmm. yeah, she has a jazz band. What else? So, yeah, basically music runs in the family. That's very cool, yeah. actually. It's fun. Uh, going back to your... Your young sleepy boy. Yeah, my musical journey. Your musical journey. After making that switch into into music for school, is it directly under music your switch when you shifted? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, what happened after that? Did young sleepy boy become a main focus after that? Well, when I stopped with the vaporwave thing, I didn't stray away from uh, internet genres actually. After the vaporwave thing, I got into Future Funk. I don't know if you know Future Funk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, same dude that did the vaporwave also did Future Funk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, it's, it's another sample-based genre. So I kind of like it. And I liked it more because it's dancey, it's disco. I like the vaporwave counterpart, which is slow and... Right. And, I tried, and, and that is the the one little album EP? yeah my EP it's called uh, Nights With You yes yeah I actually had my friend uh, do the art mm. yeah he's a he's, before he was part of the collective the virtual Burnley. he makes art for the collective I enjoyed that yeah. that EP it's pretty good I also am a big fan of the THC oh yeah yeah, yeah. Tape. the THC came out first actually yes when I was just doing serious stuff that was, that was your yeah, serious Yeah, that was stuff. my serious okay, stuff. Okay. When did that come out? I think like 2015. 2015, yeah, 2015. and then the, the I, feature I, phone stuff? 2016. That's a serious, like, diversion. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of growth within that year. Uh, those, those songs were, like, unfinished projects, and then I made my friends listen to it. Uh, my, my DJ producer friends also. And they were like, Yo, this is nice stuff. This is some more serious stuff other than the vaporwave. So you should post this. You should uh, make people. You, you should. People should hear you this. Should yeah. Hear it. yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned your other DJ or producer friends. Can we get into the scene a bit? Talk about yeah, sure. what uh, what it's like because I I've been here what almost two months and <laughs> okay. it's been I've been I dove headfirst into the scene okay. so I have a lot of things in my head I don't know what to make of like the actual okay, okay. I'm not what's the word I'm looking for I'm not uh, oriented oriented yeah, yes yeah. 
uh, okay, when I was in high school, my, my older sister was in college. So she was part of this uh, music organization in her university, which is called the UP Underground Music Society. So it's a uh, org, music org for uh, basically people in that university. Uh, different genres, yeah, they're welcome. So yeah, and then she made the band in that organization, and then she met uh, people from different music collectives, and that's how I got introduced to One One Collective. Yeah, shout out, One shout One out, best uh, electronic collective in Thank Manila. <laughs> I really wish we had our soundboard because I have so many effects that I can push. Like air horn. Dude, we start every episode with an air horn. Man, I used to spam air horn when I was a DJ. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. So yeah, uh, Bon Bon Collective. Yeah, Bon Bon Collective. Yeah, bon Bon. Bon is a term, is a word, is a Tagalog word uh, for moon. 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 I don't know why it's called Bon yeah, Bon, actually. Right. <laughs> the collective, uh, is, it a, is it a loose collective or is it like a structured, everyone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Most of them are like electronic artists. Okay. Mostly experimental. Some of them make the pop house. Yeah. How big is the group? Around like 15, oh, 20 wow. members? Yeah. Wow. I, I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, around that time when I was in high school, I, the the co-founder of this collective uh, Jorge Wieneki mm-hmm. his moniker is similar objects yeah. I know similar yeah, objects shout out similar shout objects out. yeah probably the best electronic musician in Manila. I, I really look up to him ever since I was in high school yeah he, he's I, uh, I think he started around he started the collective around 2000 2010, I think. The MySpace days. Oh, wow. There, were, there, were, there wasn't SoundCloud before, so people would put their music in MySpace. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah, that was the thing here in the Philippines. Yeah, people would just like put their demos in MySpace and just like send it, send it around, like burn CDs. And then uh, he, was, he was friends with. Uh, Zion Moonmask of Zoom Lens and his brother No Rome. I know yeah, No Rome. No Shout out yeah. No Rome. No Rome. No Rome worldwide. He's making moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this first uh, big concert mm-hmm. with the 1975 I, in London. When, I, he, when he put out that music video for 17, have you yeah, seen that? It's yeah, so yeah. good. So, yeah, this was the MySpace days around 2011, 2012. Yeah, and then uh, they started this, yeah, the collectives, One One and Young Liquid Gang. Yeah, and then I got into that, and then I met Rome and Zion and Jorge, and I would just watch their gigs. Did you get to work with, with them, like, on projects, or no. was that strictly, like, we're, we're connected I, I... loosely? Rome taught me how to produce actually because we, we went in, with, in the same school mm. and then when he was in school like, he would just give me tips and tricks 
Okay. Motorcycle. Uh, let me just <laughs> let me just put a disclaimer. Yes, we the last few episodes I've been recording in really loud places, and we are still on iPhones. So I'm sorry about the quality, but some of you fucking like this, <laughs> so don't blame me. We are it's inside like a really cool cafe called Cafe Rista. Check it out. It's yeah. probably gonna be my recommendation. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, super cool inside. We'll talk about it later. Going back to production. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No room taught me how to play live. Actually, yeah. he gave me tricks on how to produce live music, not just DJing, but playing live. So yeah, and then I would watch their gigs. Back then, they had this gig collaboration gig, one one in Young Liquid Gang. It's called Bakunawa. Yeah, Bakunawa. Oh wait. Is it, were you okay, so I'm gonna go back to like Christmas time and I was planning on going to this little event with uh in Mose, uh, yeah. What was it called? City? Yeah, yeah, Bakunawa? Yeah. Yes. One one Bakunawa. Yeah, Secret. that's what I first saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Secret Baku Santa, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we we had this uh Christmas gig back in December. Yeah, your uh, by the way, your switch up with the Brockhampton thing. Do you remember that you had a what song was it? Was it is this Bleach? Brockhampton. Brockhampton, yes. Yeah. And then yeah, love it. I'm I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the lo-fi hip hop. So good. Thing on that. We'll get into that yes, later. Yeah, how I got into lo-fi hip hop, yeah. which is really funny. So yeah, um, uh, Bakunawa is a. Right. Tagalog word. It's a myth. It's a mythical creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it sea a dragon okay, or yeah. sea serpent, I think. And he likes to eat the moon. That's that's what. It's pretty badass. He yeah, likes to yeah. Eat the moon. Um, it's a huge sea dragon uh, that likes to eat the moon because. Well, according to the myth, like the Filipino, like old myths, uh, the the sea dragon serpent likes to eat the moon so it can harness its power, something like that. Because it's like when it's full moon, it's so bright. And back then, uh, the ethnic people, yeah, uh, back then, back when we we weren't colonized by the Spaniards, people like to believe in superstition. Uh, Mythical creatures. Yes. They, they like to make uh, stories for the natural phenomenon. So for the Bakunawa eating the moon, that's their explanation of the eclipse. Ah. I think. <laughs> I'm not really sure. We fuck up facts all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that explanation, but yeah. So yeah, but but it evolved. And the Bakunawa became a game, uh, like a, a yeah, like children's game. Mm-hmm. It's like a duck duck goose, okay. a version of duck duck goose. So there's a circle, mm-hmm. and when you're inside the circle, the Bakunawa can't eat you. So, like when you go out of the circle, that's when the Bakunawa can eat you. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a childhood game. And then when the Bon Bon and the Young Liquid Gang made the Bakunawa. They called it the beat cipher. So every gig, they're given this sample from a sample pack, and 
they can make their own rendition of the sample and they get to play it live mm -hmm. along with the the gig proper mm -hmm. with the lineup and stuff was that was the bakunawa thing this christmas no no no, no. Okay. it's been it's been ongoing for like three years i think mm. three or four years now and then it kind of died down back in 2015 and then they turned it into an online beat cipher mm. yeah and then they would a host would host a sample pack and then he would invite producers from all around the country is this the one i recently saw a post with uh, similar objects he did I hope it's him. He posted something about like indigenous Filipino sounds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That one, right? Is but, but, that the same thing or a different? It's project? the same thing, but that Bakunawa, that beat cipher was hosted by people from Taiwan. Oh, okay. So they they got they got inspired from the Bakunawa here, the online beat cipher. So every time when someone wins the online beat cipher, he would host that because there's voting for every song from different producers. So if there's a winner, he would make the next rules. He would uh, post the sample pack next. So it went on for a year or two. And then last year, or two years ago, uh, Jorge, Similar Objects, he finally decided to put up a Bakunawa gig again. Yeah. And he got me to play for the first uh, rebirth of Bakunawa, and that was that's on that's on YouTube actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was playing Future Funk DJ set. Cool. Um, let's switch over to gear because my friends are super yeah, curious sure, about sure. your gear. We'll go back to Lo-Fi in a bit. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, let's talk gear. What do you use, and what do you use? <laughs> Okay, uh, my laptop is a MacBook Pro 2012, I think. Yeah, the non-Retina version. My controller is... Uh, right now, I'm using a, an Ableton Push 1. Because I use Ableton, so I like to... That was... That's my first no. I tried out FL Studio. I didn't like it. You didn't like FL Studio? <laughs> like it. my, my boy is, is very big on FL Studio, so what's, let's hear about this. Yeah, yeah. I tried FL. Well, basically, I, probably I got pissed at the old FL because it wasn't Mac compatible, so it was yes. crashing all the time. But when I tried it, and then it was, I'm used to the UI of Ableton. Mm. I think Some people find Ableton really confusing and not user-friendly. That's, that's, that's my that's other host. <laughs> yeah, he, but your opinion on FL is his opinion on Ableton. Really? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I started with... Because I started with Ableton. Mm. I, I tried different. Back then, I, was, I would master and mix on Logic, Apple Logic, because I use Mac. Humble brag. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just like master tracks there. Yeah, because we, the, my program in school, they teach us mixing and mastering in different DAWs. So yeah, so as much as possible, I try to be open with different DAWs. I use it. I use Ableton also because I play live. So yes. And FL doesn't have a live feature. 
Well, not until now, I think. Like, the new FL version has a new life. I'm, is it? Is I'm, it? I am the, the wrong person to talk about because <laughs> I am the, the movie okay, side okay, okay. and then he's the music side. Okay. I really wish we had him on. Okay. We'll assume it does. Uh, um, actually, my first uh, controller was, uh, was a launch pad by Novation. Uh, Tractor F1. It's a 4x4 pad with knobs and sliders. And an iPad with an app called Touch OSC, which is compatible with Ableton. So, yeah. That was like around 2015. And my launch pad that was borrowed. Like, I just borrowed it from my friend. And then he, he, he told me that he was going to use it. So, you gave it back? Yeah, I gave it back. And I was just, I was left with the Tractor F1. Mm. So, I was using that to play live sets, actually. So, I was limited by four by four pads, uh, four sliders and four knobs. But, yeah, I found this controller surface, like a script, so I can control Ableton because it's Tractor. So, but when I DJ set, when I do DJ sets, I use a Tractor S2. It's a two-channel mixer because I use Tractor in DJing. So yeah. Yeah, but right now I use Push. It's a eight by eight. Six, uh, it's a 16 pad Ableton controller with eight knobs, I think? Yeah. Is there like gear that you, you're eyeing for future? Mm-hmm. Like to streamline your process? Something that's like would make your your DJ sets a lot easier. For me, for, here uh, DJ sets is different from live sets. When okay. I do live sets, it usually depends on the gig where I'm going into. For live sets, I mostly play my original music, and I play the keys like on freestyle mode. I just like to play. I just like to do solos and more on effects. But for DJing, yeah, I would play different music. Yeah, as a DJ, I would play hip hop, house, um, disco, basically all genres, actually. Is there a song? This is not one of the things they're asking. I'm just curious, but is there a song that you are kind of forced to put into your set because everyone fucks with it? <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe right now that would be Sickle Mode by Drake. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people would request Sickle Mode. Yes. <laughs> Even though I kind of like playing it and I kind of don't like playing it. I mean, it's a hype song. Yeah, it's a, it, it is a hype song. But, but I just find the beats which is weird. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, but it's a hype song. So every time I play it, people would just go ape shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when they're drunk. It's fucking Sickle Mode. You yeah. gotta go ape shit. <laughs> Uh, as far as musical influences go, what what's like your top five musical influences? Musical influences, uh, that would be damn. <laughs> I kind of lost. Me. Take your time. Uh, I do different genres. Uh, what do you focus on? I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly mm. what you focus on. Right now, I've been focusing on high energy BPM, something like 
drum and bass, Eurobeat, very different from usual stuff. It, people knew Young Sleepy Boy as a lo-fi hip-hop vaporwave feature from yes. producer. So my inspiration for that would be Macross. He's a feature funk producer. Uh, for lo-fi hip-hop, that would be Tompa Beats and Jensan. For Vaporwave, that would be uh, 2814. 20, 20, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, basically it's a collaboration of Telepass and Hong Kong Express. Yeah, they're Vaporwave producers as well. But internationally, so. Locally, my inspirations would be yeah, similar objects. No room. If he's, but he's Filipino, but he's not local. But he's one of my inspirations. I mean, shit, I'd consider him local. That's, <laughs> that's a proud thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Lust Bass. Lust Bass. Yeah, Lust Bass. I'm a big fan of Lust Bass. Yeah, jazzy, down tempo beats. And uh, for singing, for singing, and pop stuff. Uh, that would be Moon Mask. Yeah. Are you uh, synth pop stuff? Are you thinking of switching up your style? It seems like you're. Yeah, right now. Uh, since yeah, it's the uh, first month of twenty nineteen. Yes. I've been focusing on like one sixty BPM, really fast mm. tempo beats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to change change that a little because. Lo-fi hip-hop's kind of getting boring for me. Yeah, okay, okay. It's it's my study, chill playlist. Yeah. It's getting, the process is kind of repetitive. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But but yeah, every time I would just study or chill, I would listen to the, 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 the YouTube live yes. lo-fi hip-hop radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as people you're currently working with, do you have like a go-to team where you would send demos and then you get feedback? Or is it more of a, a one-person process? It's just all you? Yeah, I, I would send it to yeah, my uh, collective, which is No Face Records. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not really a hip-hop collective, but yeah, we mostly do hip-hop stuff. Uh, yeah, No Face Records. Mm, I want to... Famous people who are part of the collective is Calix. He's a rapper. Uh, rapper who's very political. Yeah. Okay. And he raps about politics. And he likes to make. <laughs> he likes to uh, rap about politics in a funny way. Mm-hmm. He likes to joke about politics. So this group, you mainly would produce like beats and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so the co-host of the show. He doesn't really DJ. He just makes beats. Oh, okay, he's and just then, a producer. Yeah, producer, and then he would like uh, lease out his beats or sell his oh, beats. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's kind of different from, I guess, what you're doing, or is it? Are you also in that part of the industry where you produce beats and then lease them out, sell them? Yeah, actually, my yeah, No Face Records. Yeah, some of yeah, it's because it's a rapper, singer. Producer DJ collective, so yeah, everyone just like to help each other. But some of the producers there, they like to lease. lease. Mm-hmm. They send out beats to people from 
all, all around the, uh, the country and the internationally. So, and my other go-to group would be Bon Bon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would How active is Bon Bon still? They're, yeah, they're, they're probably like the, the most active electronic uh, collective here. Yeah. Okay. Other than... Uh, I'm also part of Pixel Collective. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, Pixel Collective is more on the east side of Manila. Yeah, so not really the central of Manila, so east side of Manila. How compartmentalized are the scenes here? Because you talk about East Manila and Central Manila. Uh, I've never really heard that, at least in the California yeah, scene. Besides like SoCal stuff and NorCal yeah, yeah, no, stuff. No, no. So. Yeah, because we have North, South. East. Right. When you go west, that's already the Manila Bay, so there's, there's not much there. Because well, California is huge, right? Yeah, yeah. It's huge. So there's there's space in between NorCal and SoCal style music. But when we're talking about Manila, it's pretty condensed. The same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how styles develop in such a they're, close... They're pretty much the same, but people from the east are... Uh, they're close to the provinces already, so most of them make music that are inspired from the provinces. Pro- provinces. So yeah, besides Manila, there are also uh, groups and collectives in the provinces, which is outside Manila. So, uh, Bon Bon Collective is a Manila-based collective. Yeah, but they do shows outside the metro as well. But yeah, for, for Bon Bon, because they mostly do gigs around central Manila, which is Makati. Sometimes they go north, like Quezon City, or sometimes down south. But yeah, mostly in Makati. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like the home base, I think. Yeah. Are there any artists like in the future that you would like to work with? I would like to work with Crown. Oh, Crown's Crown so good. and June Marizi. Are you familiar with no, June? No. June Marizi, she's not really local, but yeah, she's Filipina. Yeah, she's uh, she's with you know FKJ. Yes. Yeah, I think they're dating. I think I don't know. <laughs> or are they married? But yeah, yeah, they're 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 together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, June Marizi, she makes music also, more in electronic, actually. How difficult is it to to get in touch with like more well-known producers like Crown and Lust Bass? Or... Well, I mean, I'm only saying those because those are the people I look up to when I'm talking yeah. about Filipino uh, producing. Yeah, Crown is my friend, yeah, but I'm just really shy to oh, ask shit. him. And because he's already, you know, famous and he's really good. Yeah, he's my friend. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just really shy. Same goes for June, Marisi. I'm just really shy. Mm. Yeah, but they're also in the scene, yeah. Because uh, they're friends with Jorge, similar objects. So. Uh, one thing I've recently like found out, because I this is the first time I've had like a musical uh, guest on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of my time has been spent with like streetwear people. Streetwear. Streetwear yeah. people. So um, I've noticed that if you like know one person, you kind of know everyone because yeah, everyone yeah. is so connected. 
because uh, it's yeah Manila is a small place so yeah even though we have different circles some people know each other from the different circles and some people jump circles so it's kind of the same for music yeah. as well sometimes like uh, for example this singer from this band collaborates with this producer from this scene yeah so they would collaborate yeah some people like to collaborate is it's more of collaboration here in Manila actually. the collaboration culture is it very open because I know I know some cases where like no we're not going to collaborate because yeah. you're in this group and then we're in this group yeah some some people yeah. but yeah mostly people are open for collaborations like, like for say my friends from the hip-hop community uh, they want to collaborate yeah because of my collective no face records they're friends with uh, other hip-hop groups like uh, people from provinces like Cavite yeah and some hip-hop groups in Manila can we talk about the music scene here uh, yeah in terms of like uh, what what people are looking for in shows or like what are most popular it really depends on the crowd like for example the electronic scene the underground electronic scene which is the Bonbon Collective yeah for the crowd we curate it's basically people who are our friends and their friends like who support the collective and support the artists it's uh, yeah, it's pretty small so it seems to be more of like a the musicians are very active in making their own events yeah, yeah. As, as opposed to like say a venue having a spot and then co- them looking for artists is it more artists trying to put together their own shows yeah it's more artists yeah. okay and then we have the hip-hop scene yes yeah. what's what's the hip-hop scene here because that's what i'm honestly most familiar with so the hip-hop scene is i can categorize two but they're probably a lot has so the disclaimer, I don't know much about the hip-hop scene. Has it evolved from like that generic... A couple years ago, everyone had the same song. Oh, what do you what do you See, mean? I don't... Well, like, the style-wise. Like, you know how there's like triplet flows that are like, super popular? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The triplet then, flow is very popular. Yeah. Has, has the, the hip-hop scene evolved from yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. Okay. It did. Uh, because of the flip-top. Are you familiar with the flip-top? Yeah, flip top is a rap battle here in the Philippines. Mainly, in, they rap versus diss each other in Tagalog. So it's funny because when you when you're a rapper and you diss someone in flip top in Tagalog, it's way funnier in English than in English. How so? Just the, it gets lost because in translation. Insults, yeah, insults in Tagalog are are generally funny. <laughs> you know, people just, like, you swear words or, like, uh, try to compare you to a, uh, something, like, for having a small dick, something like that. Right, right. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just really funny. It would mock you for being illiterate, something like that. Mm. It sounds funnier in the Philippines. So, like, people really, like, like those shows. People would even come to shows flip-top battles yeah they, they create to the Filipino masses but some of them they have their own projects as well 
like Balakid. Shout out Balakid. Shout out. Yeah. He's my friend. Yeah, besides the flip top, he has his own serious stuff where where he raps political stuff. Yeah. And yeah, this that's how I categorize it too. You have the flip top people and then the the people in collectives and groups. How would you like categorize do you focus more on Filipino music or do you also look at external like music scenes when making your your art? Yeah, I, I I look more into the Filipino. But the music here in the Philippines is very westernized. Yes. There are a lot of western influences. Mm-hmm. So it will make you look for the inspiration from the other countries as well. Is there a specific part of the production process uh, that you like or you don't like? That's straight off. I'm just reading that. Production process. Something you like about it, something you don't like about it? I like, yeah, I like most everything about the production process, but the mixing and the mastering is hard because mm-hmm. I can't find a studio to yeah. properly mix or master it. How, how big is like the studio scene here? Are there a bunch of small studios? Yeah, we have small studios, but they charge big, mm-hmm. big Pro- bucks. But yeah. like, is it professional or is it like professional, home studios? Yeah. There's home studios with professional like equipment. Gear? Yeah, okay. professional gear. So they would really charge you a lot for it. And but but, but I just rather mix it at home with my home studio uh, DIY home studio this is kind of repetitive but I guess I need to ask it Um, how important is networking and building relationships this whole podcast has been about just shouting people out Um, Uh, it plays a very important role especially when you're in the scene not just the music scene but in the photography I guess photography film um, what else Uh, fashion basically almost anything like let's say you're a photographer you would ask people to get get you to model for you or to cover gigs so everyone people, seems pretty open though to accepting yeah, yeah. collaborations and stuff for filmmakers they like to collaborate with uh, artists music producers so they could you know make a music video mm-hmm. or like filmmakers would ask music majors or like producers to score especially in my school uh, our film majors like to ask music majors to score the film for them how is that how is that relationship do music students like yeah like being asked yeah it's good actually they they like to enforce that in my school it's Mm -hmm. mostly collaboration network building you you want to expand your uh, network that's how yeah, because uh, the indie scene, the band scene, they would make music videos and then get filmmakers to make it for them. Yeah. How big is that? Do I, I haven't really seen... The band scene is bigger, actually, compared to the electronic scene. Not compared to the hip-hop. The hip-hop is pretty big. Is it really? Yeah, because you also have the hip uh, province, homegrown province rappers, strictly rapping Tagalog. Which some some people find it really the term is badui. 
Badui is. I don't know how to translate that. I know the term. Translate I don't know how to translate. Badui is. How would you translate Badui? I guess if you're from the province, like the Filipino masses, mm-hmm. if you're from that part, you would find that music cool. And then if you're a Manila person, if you're highly westernized, you would find it Badui. Court taste. Yeah, Badui is court taste. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and, but if you look at it, like production wise and where they're coming from, province. You, here, here in the Philippines, you, you're gonna be really proud if you're from that province and you did something relevant in the of course, province. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially when you're an international, uh, international uh, athlete. Mm-hmm. If you're specifically from this province, right? Yes. People would support you big time. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm getting. Towards the end of my questions, um, I guess one thing I want to know is what's the future for? Do you have like an overall grander vision for your music career? For my music career, yeah. Since I'm a music major, eventually if I graduate, of course, I would want the stuff I learned to contribute to my music career. So that you know, like my music would sound better, mm-hmm. uh, cooler, cool. and then my way of making music uh, and playing music live would be better. To the point that it would uh, get me gigs, maybe around Asia. Mm-hmm. I want to start uh, doing gigs around Asia first. First, and then I would go uh, worldwide, yeah. mm-hmm. other countries. Not just in Asia, but I would want to play in my first uh, out of the country gig. Would be I would I would want it to be Taiwan or Singapore because mm-hmm. I heard Taiwan they have a lo-fi hip hop scene there, and then the Singapore they have the DJ scene. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. Um. Shit, I had something I was gonna say but I forgot. Oh yeah, I also forgot to talk about my internet. Yes. Yeah, the, my internet yes, yes. So yeah, yeah, I started with Vaporwave, mm. and then I kind of, uh, I wanted to touch other internet genres like lo-fi hip-hop, I did feature funk as well, and what else? Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah? That's the holy trinity. The holy trinity of internet <laughs> Yeah, I did, I did a talk in yeah, this yeah. high school, and uh, my friend was like, holy trinity, <laughs> feature wave, vapor funk, and lo-fi now, hip-hop. Now, um, when I think so far of like the the content you put out, it's definitely more beat tape style. Like you listen to it, and there's not really much. Like it's not focused on getting like a like a singer or a rapper to be on it. It's its own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an instrumental. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you plan on making a switch over to like? Producing for artists. For, yeah, yeah. I guess. I is guess. that is that something you're actually interested my in, first or? beat date, uh, THC beat date. Uh, I have a couple of uh, rappers, rapper friends, who wanted to rap on the beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sole purpose how it, why I made the beat tape so like rappers could, you know, 
get on it? Put a verse on it. Because back then, I don't really know how to produce for rappers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then, or singers. So, yeah, I, I would, I'm looking forward to that, I guess. Well, we hit our mark. Um, any last remarks before we do recommendations? I hope you remembered about the recommendations. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, last remark. Anything you want to say? Anything I missed? Because. I miss out on a lot of things and I remember it afterwards and I like beat myself up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool. So yeah, but basically like, but the scene here in Manila is not really different from other scenes. We have yeah, the, the bands, the, the, the general genres, hip-hop, stuff like that. But uh, it's more on like we want it to be as homegrown Philippines as possible. So. Uh, I'm trying to make my friends like sample a Filipino song. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I have a bunch of friends they sample Filipino songs and then they made this beat tape, lo-fi hip hop beat tape. Yeah, so you for for singers they would want to sing about or rap about what's happening here, current events, or like. What's it like being a Filipino or something right. like that? One thing I, I learned while doing this series so far is uh, all the people I've had on the show have really wanted to focus all their creative energy into making like homegrown Filipino art. So like also collaborating with other Filipinos. And I find that super refreshing because for like years before, it's always like everyone wants to collaborate externally. So they want to, oh. like, you know, so I find it really refreshing and really cool <laughs> that people want to you know focus more on Filipino art yeah because compared to before like there's not much artists and musicians like now compared to before so uh, for example this artist uh, discovered this musician and he liked his work or her work and they obviously would want to collaborate because yeah that's that's a pretty much small circle so so the scene isn't oversaturated what do you mean oversaturated? oversaturated like oh i have a laptop oh i have a music program i'm gonna be a dj and then yeah we have those yeah but but is it oversaturated in the sense that there's so many of those people yeah yeah oh really okay yeah because you know people would do anything just to get recognized Yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about it. No, it's no. all good. Uh, yeah, recommendations. Okay, recommendations. I'll go first if you want. But for, for, yeah, for music, if you're talking locally here in Manila, uh, I would recommend yeah, getting into the, uh, Filipino bands, musicians, but not just in Metro Manila, but also from the other parts of the Philippines, like uh, this... Uh, groups from provinces. Like yeah, what, what's like some good groups? Because I've all I've learned is like Filipino or Manila-based Manila, yeah. artists. Ah, I know this. Uh, I only know one. They're they're like the bon bon of the Visayan region, mm-hmm. like way down south of the, of Manila. Uh, they're called Prondi Collective. Prondi is a term when you're from the province, like from. Provincia, okay. Provincia <laughs> Province, so Promdi. Right. And they're called Promdi Collective. Yeah, shoutouts. Yeah, but 
a couple of friends there. Yeah, they do shows in, I think, Bacolod. So, yeah. Or Davao, Cebu. I think, I I'm not really sure. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but there are bands from Cebu. Uh, there are bands also from... There, there are rappers and singers from up north, like Baguio. Mm-hmm. Is uh, the Baguio scene pretty active? Uh, not really sure, but they host gigs there. Actually, today, today I think yeah, similar objects has a gig in Baguio today. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, yeah. So we they do gigs also in Baguio. Yeah, they do. They host band gigs also in Baguio. Yeah, but mostly. Here in Manila, because there are a lot of bars. And, yes. Yeah, so I guess yeah, that's my recommendation. Like, cool. If if you come to the Philippines, you're obviously you're gonna land in Manila. So, uh, yeah, I guess you look at the scene, like the music scene, especially Makati. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of bars, gigs there happening around. Then after that, you go to provinces. You should see the culture, because yeah, Philippines. Has a rich culture. It does. Yeah, but that's, but that's part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast here was because I feel like we're overlooked in terms of yeah. like culture because in yeah, Asia. We, yeah, we're so uh, we're, most, we're the most colonized country. Yeah, we kind of lost that self identity. Yeah. but I feel like slowly we're getting it back because of like the young people yeah, are actually proactively trying to put in uh, like culturally relevant yeah. things into their art. So yeah, um, my recommendation is this cafe, Cafe Rista. <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. It's and it's not like a like because I'm here, I'm recommending it. It's actually like super dope. Yeah, uh, this is uh, located in Pasig, in Metro Manila. So I guess you guys should go here. We have uh, good coffee. Yeah, I'm actually, I actually work here. <laughs> I'm a barista here. Uh, yeah, uh, if I if I'm not a producer, DJ, or a student, I make coffee. Yeah. Yeah. What about coffee do you like? I like coffee, but I've never, it's never been a huge part of my life. Okay, uh, talk I, coffee. We'll talk, we'll talk right, coffee right. a little bit because okay. I saw this thing, I think it was you that posted it about perfecting the perfect espresso. Uh, what is it? The art? The latte art? Is it? Is no, it it's like the, oh, shit, I can't remember what term it was. It was like a coffee term you said. Perfect coffee. espresso. Wow, I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a for coffee. I'm a coffee with milk drinker. So I like to taste the coffee with milk. I don't like black coffee, but I can drink black coffee if it's uh, brewed coffee. Like for a, yeah, a cold brew or a hand brewed, like a pour over. It's like manual coffee making. Right. So. I like a good pour over. Yeah. 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 Proverse, yeah, because the flavor pops out. I can only drink black coffee when it's a pour over. Oh, but really? for an espresso, I'm not a black coffee drinker. No. Um, what a weird note to end on. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. We have an email and a Twitter. I don't check those, but my, <laughs> my co-host checks those. Uh, yeah. I think I asked for your last remarks already, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks. Thank you, uh, too. Young, sleepy boy. <laughs> yeah. See you guys next time.